Welcome to Views on the News, a podcast series by Propeller Group, where we speak to three industry experts and gain their insights on some of the biggest news stories of the month. On YouTube, you can find a short interview with the 26-year-old Steve Jobs from 1981, where he describes the power of the personal computer. This is a 21st century bicycle, and I think that after this process has come to maturity, the effects that it's going to have on society are actually going to far outstrip even those that the petrochemical revolution has had. The 21st century bicycle has come a long way since 1981. We now all have personal computers in our pockets. And while our current Zoom-based existence has shone a light on the incredible connective power of modern technology, equally, it has increased our reliance upon it, especially in marketing and advertising. On this episode of Views on the News, we check in on the progress of digital, looking at how it is growing and changing in advertising. To provide the data and share their insights, we speak to Elizabeth Lane, Head of Research and Development at IAB UK, Anne Frisby, SVP of Global Business Development and Partnerships at AdSwiz, and Sam Benton-Elston, CEO of Anything is Possible. We kick off with Elizabeth, who gives us a rundown of the latest IAB digital ad spend report. A few weeks ago, we published our 2020 report, um, so looking at January to December last year and what that um, was showing for the digital ad market. And the headline figure, remarkably, was that in 2020, we grew 5%. Um, to reach record £15.5 billion. Pounds. To put that in some context, we do um, a half-year study as well, which we published in October last year. So that was looking at January through to June. Uh, and that report was saying we were 5% down. Um, and given the fact that though that included January, February, March, before the pandemic really hit, we certainly were not expecting that this time... Uh, in, in April 2021, we would be reporting a growth figure at all. Most of the areas that we, we publish saw remarkable growth, but I will I'll highlight three that I think are the most interesting ones for the 2020 report. So within display advertising, we separate out social display and uh, display excluding social. Um, and social display grew 19% in 2020. And then video as well. So within display advertising, video again grew 19%, two of the biggest drivers of um, the overall report that we saw from last year. And if I was going to pick out one other thing to in terms of growth areas, I want to talk about audio. For the first time, I'm really pleased to be able to say we were able to publish Um, digital audio and what revenue that brings to the digital ad market. So we saw for for 2020, £104 million in revenue driven by digital audio. And we know, because we captured 2019 data as well, um, that that grew 17% year on year. So if you take the fact that the whole market grew 5%, digital audio grew at three times the market rate. And even more so than that, podcasts within audio grew 43%. And what we saw from that data are some really interesting trends about what grew, but also what declined. And again, the declines that we saw in terms of the verticals last year matched the story of the pandemic. So we saw things like the travel industry spend down a lot and the property market advertising spend down a lot entertainment so things like ticket sales for events and music and theatre all down in a year where 
all of these sectors had to shut their doors, unfortunately. And, and obviously, we're really hoping that now um, restrictions are easing, that they their areas are going to see a big bounce back. But yes, those were some of the areas that really uh, struggled last year with ad spend. We know that the pandemic made people's lives more digital than ever. Um, we have done lots of research within the IAB um, and it's showing that across the board, digital activities grew last year, unsurprisingly. Um, but some of those things we think were already in growth and are just being accelerated. But we also think that some of those things are going to stick. We've done some research um, that we released earlier this year looking at online shopping habits. And our study showed that 57% of online shoppers say that they don't plan to reduce their online shopping once the pandemic is over. So we think that's an area um, that will stick beyond uh, the end of COVID. Um, Again, sort of thinking back to the um, digital audio uh, number that I was talking about earlier, that really strong growth rate, we've talked to um, consumers who are listening to digital audio more um, because of the pandemic, and over a third of those consumers say that it will continue to do so. So we are hoping that the past year did change people's behaviour, and it's driven new behaviour and new brands digital advertising, um, and we're hoping that lots of that um, behaviour and attitude will stick podcast made a noticeable impact on their IB debut in the UK. To learn more about how the sector had been growing, we spoke to an expert from across the Atlantic. This is Anne Frisbee, and I'm the SVP of business development on the publisher side uh, globally at AdSwiz. AdSwiz are the global leader in digital audio and podcast technology solutions, providing a platform used by renowned media businesses such as NPR, NBC Universal, and the New York Times the major kind of audio broadcasters here in the States are growing anywhere from like 30% to 80% on the digital side. Um, certainly what's grow, you know, what's driving that the biggest driver has been podcasts. Uh, there is a, a fever um, around podcasts on all dimensions from more listeners and a broader set of listeners, more time spent listening by listeners um, and increased um, kind of interest from advertisers in audio as a format uh, driven from like the interest in audio on demand or the podcast space. What has changed is the podcast. I mean, there's so much great content now being created. There's more content creators and there's more high quality content coming from them. And I think what that's really driven is a rise in listening for podcasts from Gen Z um, and from multicultural um, audiences, as well as really it being, a, you know, across the whole country here in the U.S. Um, and certainly you see also global increases in global audiences as well. You know, there's so many amazing content providers here in the U.S. who have been focused on um, video on demand and the really production of their streaming content for video. And many of those are just starting to figure out their audio strategies and focus their talent on content and their content assets towards audio formats. So what I see is like really uh, increased amount of content um, that will continue to go up in quality and continue to produce, which is going to bring in, continue to bring in more listeners and just 
more frequency of listening. So I feel like it's still on the early stage of adoption, right? It's It's gone into like vernacular, right? You hear people talking to each other about the podcast that they're listening to. I feel like that wasn't completely happening a year ago, but it's still early days, right? Um, and certainly you see that on the advertiser side, right? So in any format of digital media that's new and really high quality, the first set of advertisers that adopted are direct response advertisers because they can really spend kind of based on the back end metrics and really see the value. It's harder for brand advertisers to jump in in the early days. Um, and you're just starting to see now more of the brands getting interested in podcasts and on-demand audio. So it's certainly not the peak on the, the advertising side either, nor is it the peak, I think, on the content and listening side. So what does the future of podcast advertising sound like? And can it keep up with the innovation offered to brands in categories like video? So I came from the video space. I spent the last maybe five years focused on um, mobile video, full screen video interstitials in app. So a great format that exists in video today um, that I still love. But actually on the audio side, to me, I mean, I think... One of the challenges in the video space, right, is you have a lot of those kind of pop-up thumbnail video players. I mean, everyone wants to use video advertising, whether it's on premium video content or some other type of uh, content, or whether it's in actually a great experience, right? Because the CPMs are there, the buyer interest is there. So I'm not sure all video opportunities are created equally. Whereas on the audio side, it's been... Um, kind of its own world within digital media for quite a while. It's a smaller area, didn't get the attention that, you know, CTV and the st video streaming wars and OTT kind of demanded over the last five years. It's kind of just starting in audio. And what I see is it's really the power of it has been on how good the experience is. So first off, right now, most audio advertising really runs on audio experiences, right? Audio content. So it's unlike in the video space where you may have a video ad really playing on what is a static image, right? Or is within a game. It's not even on a video experience. Audio really is running in a very seamless manner, manner to audio content. The other thing I see is that you came up with a really like premium experience that blended advertising and content right out of the gate, right? So host read ads are just this incredible format where the equity and relationship that the listener has with the host is brought into the advertising, right? So you really started with this very premium experience out of the gate. There's a lot of differences between audio and video, and I could definitely go on about it. But like the other thing I'm seeing that I think super interesting is Audio advertising, especially the podcast space right now with host read campaigns and host read ads, is the least clock constrained, time constrained. It's a much more natural experience. Like you may have what is a 30 second uh, podcast ad or a 60 second podcast ad, but if that host is reading it, it, it may go on for a couple minutes. It may, just like a 30 minute podcast show, may not be 30 minutes. You don't have the same kind of scheduling limits that I think television or even like live audio streams have been built with. But what about the future of digital as a whole? Have we moved beyond the ad block era? And how will the sector respond to the impending demise of the third party cookie? 
To answer this, we spoke with Sam Fenton-Elston, CEO of Anything Is Possible. The pandemic, you know, obviously we can roll out kind of age-old, almost tired kind of narratives around what the pandemic has caused. But undoubtedly, I think more of our lives have become digital. And then so when you look at it from an advertising perspective, when eyeballs and time and attention and people shift in, in those respects, and it's undoubtedly true that ad spend will follow. You know, from our perspective, our agency has been in a period of growth for a couple of years. What we've seen over the last 18 months, or, you know, it's a bit less than that, but I think the rate of digital spend growth has increased threefold over that period, which is far quicker than it was doing so prior to that. Now, you know, there are some physical reasons for that, you know, outdoor didn't become a viable channel, right? So, you know, budget had to be spent elsewhere, but ultimately it's because more people are interacting uh, in their daily lives, consuming content on digital platforms. And therefore, if you're a brand and you want to connect with somebody, then it makes more sense to be in the in the places where people are. Um, and what happened, I think, with digital is that, you know, there was this opportunity suddenly to deliver almost infinite scale of advertising. And that was wonderful and opportunistic and we could connect with people all of the time. But actually what it led to was just, you know, an approach which um, lost the value of, of decision making, lost the value of scarcity and, and creativity. And it led to kind of, you know, crap, broad experiences that nobody enjoyed in any market, in any sort of kind of dynamic relationship. When that's the case, the respondent's going to respond, right? And people switched off and, you know, people didn't engage with it. And, and, and so therefore, if you want to make the most out of the opportunity that exists where people are living their lives digitally, you have to rethink how you behave on those platforms and how you advertise. And great advertising tells stories. Um, and I think digital technologies actually enable you to tell stories more effectively, more creatively. Um, and that's the exciting part. But I think in, you know, the nascent days of digital, and I'm talking about the last 10 years or so, we didn't necessarily use digital to tell better stories. We used digital to shout at people loud, louder or, you know, shout at more people and, and hope that that led to, to better results. And I, and I don't think it did. I think it annoyed the hell out of people, to be honest. You know, look at a platform like TikTok. You know, TikTok's been around, what, a couple of years now. You can't just throw up a TVC onto TikTok, assume it works. You could try. I mean, you know, obviously you've got to change it to a vertical format, but... Even if you had a vertical video for a different platform, you throw it on there, it's going to perform really badly, right? You, you'll get impressions, but no one's going to engage with it. And you know, brands have learned that very quickly, but it took us an age to learn it on YouTube or to learn it on Facebook. But actually, you know, you want to win on TikTok, you have to be nascent and you have to be native to the platform. You know, I'm so positive of of the move away from, you know, third party cookies and, and, the, and the move towards privacy, because I think it's, it's a great thing for for people it's a great thing for our industry because it will cause us to just make better decisions effectively and that's great that's a positive side of it i would say because that's a response to an industry not delivering what consumers need but the other side of it of course is that there are huge corporations with huge scale who benefit from removing such third party cookies and you know there's a huge opportunity for them to capitalize on the fact that they have the scale and that's the likes of google the likes of apple the likes of facebook and all these platforms where we're signed in and they have first party days on us so you know i think that what's driving it is both positive and negative i think that the consumer movement is responding to the fact that we need to deliver better messaging the risk of it or the potential play out from it is that it just reinforces the strength of the 
already overly dominant media owners which shape the industry and when you have an industry where you know Google and Facebook are taking such large ad spend and you know the fact that actually most people in the ad industry look at Amazon as a plucky upstart and are, are like really, really positive that Amazon is coming onto the scene to save everything I mean which is crazy in itself you know that's not good for the consumer and it's not good for innovation because ultimately you don't have much choice to access this audience outside of those ecosystems with with kind of the privacy plays that these these companies are going for. Use of our digital 21st century bicycles has accelerated rapidly through the pandemic, much like the use of real bicycles. But there are no signs of this digital adoption slowing down, as both podcasts and privacy become increasingly fundamental parts of social discourse. This growth is set to continue irrespective of COVID. Thanks to our guests, Elizabeth Lane, Anne Frisby and Sam Fenton-Elston for sharing their time and thoughts. And thanks to you, listener, for tuning in. Check out propellergroup.com for more content and we'll catch you soon. for listening if you enjoyed this episode please do subscribe and give us a review or to get in touch and learn more about propeller group check out our website at www.propellergroup.com